Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus This is the Daily Tip on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Let's go, people. It's hour two, and we're awake and ready to make some money. I'm Chelsea Messenger. She's Kate Constable filling in for Jenks. In a few minutes, we'll run down the NBA slates, hopefully pick you guys some winner, and if not... At least you will have some good information because that is the goal of the show. It's not simply to shout winners at you and say, this is the side you take it and you don't ask questions. We will give you, (laughs) you know, what's going on from each side, the trends, the numbers, and the stats that you need to know before betting on this. And you decide. You can make your own decisions on which games to bet. Kate, I was thinking about this, and I want your opinion. What is your take on Disney adults? As you know, I just got back from Disney World and there were a lot of people there that didn't have kids. And for me, I think this is something that if it's by itself, okay, you get a pass. Like if this is your one weird thing about you, that's fine. But it's like a strike three situation. Like if you already had two weird things about you and then you tell me that you like going to Disney World as an adult, that's strike three. Am I crazy Uh here? Do you think it's normal? No, serial killer trait right there. If you're an adult that goes to Disney World, you're a serial serial killer. (laughs) Everyone has one, right? What's your serial killer trait? (laughs) Going to Disney World as adults, I, oh, that is, that's weird to me. Very weird. I will take my children there once and we will go once and never again. So my kids can have that experience someday. Um, But I will, you will never catch me there as an adult. I have a friend who, she and her husband, 
they go on family vacations. They don't have kids. They go on family vacations with his parents. Um, and they map out like their entire couple days of like, okay, we're going to go to this, but like, time wise, um, like they have a full schedule that way they can fit everything in that wears me out. Right. That's a little mm-hmm. strange. If you have kids, it's great. I went as a child. It was super fun. We went once, never again. Um, thank, thank you to my parents for being normal. Uh, but yeah, I'm with you. It's, it's weird. It weird. It's so weird. Yeah. It's an odd thing because I'll say Epcot was pretty fun. Like you can drink around the world. Like there are all the different country setups and you you can have a beer or wine, whatever. I get that. It's just when I used to live in Florida, there was a group of people who worked at my station in Fort Myers that would always go to Orlando. Like we're going to Disney. Like what are you doing? Like once is enough. You don't need to go every weekend. And plus it's very expensive. And there are a thousand people there. Like, I don't want to go places where there are people constantly running over my ankles with strollers. Like, doesn't seem like a great time to me. But do you get the concept that I'm saying is like, okay, if that's your weird thing about you, that's fine. Like, I'm not going to hold it against you too much. But if it's coupled with a few other things, because I'm like this, I feel like for men too, like on the D-bag meter, you can do a few things. Like if you have the douchey haircut, like remember when I think it was like Chris Bryant had that like mohawk and you're like, oh my God, that's a douchey haircut. Now it's like the Morgan Wallen mullet. Like that's by itself. Okay, maybe you're normal. But if it's paired with like a big jacked up truck and like maybe one other thing, then it's strike three. Like I'm trying to think. Maybe like the lack of a muffler. Like that's always a red flag. Oh. Do you do this with people where there's like strike three qualities that you're like, okay, by itself it's fine. But like if it's paired with other things, nah. Yeah, I completely understand what you're saying. What if the jacked up truck with no muffler and a mohawk pulls up to Disney? Massive red flag. That's even though I don't think those Venn diagrams probably intersect. I don't think they do either. But if they did, that would be that would be wild. That would be Um, weird. But yeah. I'm trying to think of like guys I've dated in the past. Even my husband probably has a couple like things. Well, not even might he for sure does where i'm like okay this isn't this is typically would be a red flag for me or like totally weird me out but i love you so i can look past it um but yeah if you have multiple things coupled together that are strange and then you throw disney like adults wanting to go see other adults in mice costume like the whole concept when you break it down to like a very granular granular level it's really really weird is it not? Yeah, it is. It's the same with like adults that like cartoons. Like I used to feel this way about people who watch like Family Guy. I was like, why are they watching cartoons? But then I watched Family Guy. I was like, oh, I get it. It's actually pretty funny. Here's the other one Don't... I thought of for men. Men who are too active on social media. Men who are always posting selfies. This is an ick for me. Am I alone here? No. Yeah. You're not alone. Especially like the shirtless selfie. What are you doing? what what are we doing here one it's yes it's weird it's kind of weird if you're not in like a media space or like a a field where social media matters um yeah but even so posting solo pics or selfies or like your lunch it's just it's kind of strange and maybe we shouldn't be so critical because that's kind of how the world is these days but i do feel the same way it's it's not not it just doesn't seem normal 
and maybe that's that's it relative to what i think is because normal. i think and it's i think it's different for women because here's the thing we women put a lot of effort into how we look so if you yes. want to post a selfie after you spend 30 minutes doing your hair and 30 minutes doing your makeup and getting a spray tan and botox and all this stuff I get it. Like you put a lot of time, like yeah. it's a home makeover for your body and your face. But for men, it's like, you literally just woke up. Like what accomplishment <laughs> is this, this selfie? So I think it's different for men. Women, yeah, selfies are fine. But for men, I don't know. It's a personal ick for me. Uh, I have yet to meet a man that was like super active on social media that I didn't like, Ooh, I don't know. Maybe I'll get some hate for that one. I don't know. Uh, maybe I'll get no. some hate for my NBA picks or Kate. Is there any re any situation where you feel like this is normal before we get into NBA? No. So when I met my husband, he had a TikTok and he made videos, TikTok videos in COVID of like random things by himself. And I almost didn't date him because of it. I was like, this guy oh. is so strange. That is so weird. Um, and they were funny. They were just like stupid, goofy little things. And he, there were like three of them. But I, I seriously, like that was a big enough red flag where I was like, this is really strange. He can't be normal. Um, turned out he wasn't normal, but I kind of, uh, <laughs> his weirdness is endearing. Um, so that worked out for, you know, the better. But I, typically that's not, not the case at all. Yeah. Again, I think when it's coupled with other things, like you can be a normal person and have one of the X, but if you pair them with a few other things, then yeah, strike three, no. strike three, you're out, buddy. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's get to NBA as promised. And let's start our handicapping in Cleveland. We've got the magic squaring off with the Cavs. We've got the Cavs uh, minus six and a half favorites, total of 215 and a half. And I think, feel like this one is a case where maybe the number is the deciding factor because Cleveland's been really good at home this year and they've been on a stretch uh, where they've won a lot of games, nine to one entering the all-star break, uh, one of the hottest teams in the Eastern conference. Uh, but this line started at seven and a half and now it's down to six and a half. So clearly some money flowing in on the Orlando magic. So Kate, I'm kind of torn on this one. I kind of side towards the Cavs, but God, the, the, Magic have been good at covering numbers. They're 36 and 19 ATS this year. Do you have some clarity for me? Um, I really don't on this one, Chelsea. I, I initially leaned towards the Magic when it was at seven and a half. I think six and a half now getting to that number. And if it drops even more, I think the Cavs are the right side. But maybe you look at a total here um, because Cavs are so good on the defensive end. And the Magic mm -hmm. have some size to kind of slow them down a little bit. Franz Wagner, um, he can match up well with the bigs for the Cavs. Paolo Bancaro is a very, very physical uh, player. And both of these teams are on the slow lower end in terms of pace so I think this is a game where I'll either sit out in terms of betting or look towards um oh matches put in this uh this line dropped because Donovan Mitchell is being listed as questionable if Mitchell's not in this game I'm not playing the Cavs and I'm probably going to stay off this one entirely but I do think the under is also a a decent lean in this game yeah, Donovan Mitchell listed uh, questionable with a sickness, so maybe he does not play in this game. That definitely raises an eyebrow if you're on the Cavs, but I was thinking about playing the under, but the number itself makes me nervous. Anything in, like, the teens, like this one's, what, 215 and a half? 
that makes me a little nervous because both of these teams kind of lend themselves to that style of basketball. We know Orlando stays in games because of their defense. It's certainly not because of their offense. Uh, a team that I think is like one of the the least three-pointers made per game, like teams in the NBA. And then you look at Cleveland, who, again, their bread and butter is defense as well. So uh, I would lean towards the under, but 216, 215 and a half makes me a tick nervous. So maybe not playing one there. Let's go on to Philly, Sixers and Knicks squaring off. Philly one and a half point favorites. Total 226 and a half. We know the Knicks are without Julius Randle. The, the, I almost said the Phillies. <laughs> the Sixers without Joel Embiid. So I'm wondering if those cancel each other out. Probably not. I think I'd still like kind of lean towards the Knicks here. Did this surprise you that Philly was favored here? It did a little bit. So I'm playing the Knicks tonight. Um, I like them on the money line here. I mean, it's a short number, but you might as well um, get the better price on the money line at minus 105. The Knicks, I mean, they were really struggling going into the all-star break. They needed that time off just to kind of regroup, get healthy a little bit. OG Ananobi still isn't back, and that's a big piece in this one too. Um, but you do get Dante DiVincenzo back. He missed a game prior to the break. You get um, Isaiah Hartenstein back, which is huge because without Joel Embiid in this game, I think Hartenstein has the edge over Paul Reed um, in the front mm-hmm. court. You also get, who's the other? Oh, oh Boan Bogdanovich. So he, he missed a game uh, prior to the break, but he's coming over from Detroit. So this break also gave, you know, the Knicks a little bit of time to integrate him into that offense a little bit better, get a few practices in, uh, in which he can kind of start to feel more comfortable in this offense. And Tom Thibodeau is a coach that is going to have his players ready post all-star break. Like he is not going to be pleased if his team comes out and looks flat or doesn't defend. So I think the Knicks are the right side tonight. I'll be taking them on the money line. I also love Jalen Brunson over six and a half assists in this game. Uh, he's sitting right around the six and a half, seven mark for most games, but he's been down the last couple. And that's because Bogdanovich. Uh, Hartenstein, DiVincenzo, there's been a mix of those three that are out, have been out for the last couple of games. And, you know, when you have some scorers out, it's harder to, you know, have assist more them in scoring. <laughs> assist them in scoring. That would be, yes, the correct term. And because then Brunson's asked to do more scoring himself to make up for that. Mm-hmm. So he's not facilitating as much. So a little SGP here for me, Nick's money line and Brunson over six and a half assists. Ooh, might have to tell you on that one. Nothing like a little SGP action to get you interested in the NBA. Neither of these teams have been great at covering, I should note. Going into the break in New York, 0-6 against the spread in their last six. And Philly, 4-10 and ATS in their last 14 games. So I would lean towards the Knicks, but it's not my favorite play with all the injury concerns on both sides. Uh, let's go to a good one. Suns and Mavs. We've got Dallas laying two and a half, total of 245 and a half. I was looking at some of the early numbers for this game, and it looks like everybody and their mom is on the Suns here. Uh, Kate, are you with the public here, or you have a, a different angle that you're looking at? I think this one could go either way. So I'm not going to play a side in this one. I mean, you could make a great case for the Suns. You could make a great case for the Mavs. What I think will happen here is this will be a little bit lower scoring. And I know earlier in the show, I talked about some higher scoring games coming out of the break. I don't think this is going to be one of them because the Mavs just added um, a lot to their roster 
at the trade deadline. Daniel Gafford, a much better defender. Uh, you have P.J. Washington, Derek Lively the third. He's finally back and healthy. When he's on the floor, uh, the Mavs' defense is significantly better. So 245.5 is a little too rich for me. I would look towards the under here, especially because Bradley Beal is questionable for tonight. If he doesn't go, uh, your scoring for Phoenix lands solely on Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, maybe a little Grayson Allen, but I don't think they're going to have enough to get over uh, this 245.5 mark if the Mavs play the defense that I expect them to be playing with this uh, new roster. It's wild to me that the Mavs have three players listed on the injury report with a nose injury. Like, what the hell happened to all their noses? Yeah, uh, either this is a typo, because I know Luka Doncic for sure is listed uh, as probable with a nose injury, but also they have Derek uh, Lively the second and Maxi Kleber. Like, maybe this is a misprint, but... I just had to laugh. I was like, good gosh, were they all in a <laughs> fight? They all have broken noses. How do they all have broken noses? Gosh. They all need to go on botched, you know, get their noses yeah, fixed. Yeah, get a nice little nose. I don't know what happened. Know. I'm going to have to Google that during the break, even though the funniest thing I think I saw on the, the bottom line last night is while I was watching college hoops is there was like a game between two schools in like college hoops where eight players were suspended one of the teams was a Christian school. It was incarnate <laughs> word. And I'm like, oh, no. Are they going to be suspended by the school for this fight? So I don't know what's going oh, no. on with the Mavs. I've got to look that up because that is absolutely wild. Three players with broken noses? Come on, guys. Maybe wear a helmet or a mask. Yeah, we we got to get them all masked. The Mavs need to wear some masks. All right. Uh, back from the break in, you know, a couple minutes. We'll talk Justin Fields. You got to hear this quote. We've got a lot to say about uh, what he said yesterday. Next on The Daily Tip. The Daily Tip will be right back on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Welcome back to The Daily Tip on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Rise and shine. We've got a lot to talk about here on the Daily Tip. Presented by BetMGM. I'm Chelsea Messenger, K Constable, filling in for Jenks. We have to talk about Justin Fields and his quote yesterday. And I think the funniest part of this whole thing is that he was talking about he is tired of reading the headlines surrounding his name because he wants to go on vacation. And now guess what he did? He created more headlines. Do you think he realized he did this, Kate? Because, you know, if he was upset then, now what do you think he's doing? <laughs> I think more. anything, yeah. I mean, he just put himself in an even deeper mess. If anything, he's probably glad that the attention has been deflected from the Bears' potential trade, what they're going to do with number one, to, like, what's Justin's dating life like? Like, what? how many girls is he messing with? what's going on so maybe that's a better topic for people to focus their attention on in the eyes of justin fields i'm not sure i would think that would be a whole lot better uh but yeah he definitely did not do himself any favors in that interview yeah i think this is why a lot of athletes just keep their mouth shut because <laughs> mm -hmm. of things like this things that just kind of slip in the cracks and here's the thing he was on another athlete's podcast it was the saint brown brothers you know nfl players 
So he probably felt pretty comfortable. And he was like, okay, these are my comrades. I'm going to say what I want. And you know that always comes back to bite you if you're not careful. So we have been talking about this quote all show long. So let's hear it. Let's hear what the actual quote was from Justin Fields and why he unfollowed the Bears on Instagram. What's with the unfollow with the Bears? What's up with that? Man, bro, I'm glad we're talking about it because people, why do people take social media so serious? Like, <laughs> but like why are you not following the Bears? This and that. Like, I still mess with the Bears. This and that. I'm just trying to take a little break. I, I'm following the Bears and the NFL, bro. I'm not just trying to have football on my timeline. Like, mm. I know y'all mess with a girl, EQ, especially you. Just because you don't follow the girl on IG don't mean you're not messing with them. That's true. That's true. That's facts. That's facts. But you, you follow Luciana, right? Hmm? But listen, listen, me, yeah, that's, that's my bro. girlfriend though. That's different. But I'm saying like when you're single, it's you really mess with the girls you don't follow more than the girls you follow. You, you know feel me? Oh, like, so you're saying on, you mess man. with the bears? You're saying you mess with the bears more now that you don't follow them? Man, ah, it's not even like okay, that. okay. It's it's something that I don't want to see in my timeline. I'm about to go on vacation. I don't want to see no football. And guess mm. what? Just get away, get away from every bears post. It's either right, see who you follow. Nah, let's see who follows. See the drive, Caleb. So it's like, bro. Man, I'm tired yeah. of hearing the talk. We want like it's to, annoying. we want yeah. to, like, it's just, bro, like, it's time to just. So you're telling me you don't follow no football. Bro, you follow. I follow Ohio State football. I don't follow the NFL. I don't follow the Bears. Bleacher like, Report. Bleacher Report. Report. It's basketball season. They're not posting nothing about football, dog. Oh, all right. So we've got a lot to unpack there. Uh, so I will say from the top. His response on why he unfollowed the Bears, because that's what this whole conundrum was about. Justin Fields unfollowed the Bears on Instagram. And of course, everybody took that as, okay, he's on his way out. You know, he's going to get traded, which has been the the rumor for quite some time now. Uh, but I thought his reasoning was solid on that. Like, I get it. You don't want to hear about football during the offseason. You've probably had a long stretch there where it was all about football. But then, oh no. <laughs> And this was completely, you know, unprovoked. Right. What's he doing with this next quote? And then he throws uh, Equinemius St. Brown under the bus too, saying like, E, you're worse than me at this, which I was like, oh no. So, Kate, let's do this point by point. So for the first point, before we get into the girl situation, do you think this is warranted? and justifiable that Justin Fields did not want to hear about football on his vacation. Yeah, I, I understand that. But I also think Justin Fields is smart enough to know that anytime an athlete unfollows the team that they're currently playing for, people find out and it becomes a big deal. I have a hard Kyler time. Murray. Remember yeah, that? Like, yes. Anytime, like anytime that happens, um, it's happened with a lot of NBA players too. Like it turns into a massive deal. The 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 media talks about it for days. Like I want to think Justin's a little bit smarter than that to think he was so naive that like unfollowing the Bears would put a stop to all this rather than just like make the the water even hotter because that's all that's happened. Like he's he's only made the conversation heightened by doing this stuff. So it mm -hmm. seems weird to me. If you wanted, if you want to stop here at seeing all that stuff, go on vacation and put your phone down. Pick up a book, Justin. Right. Listen to a podcast that has nothing to do with sports. Like, right? What are we doing here? You would have to get rid of your entire social media, especially because I'm sure a lot of the people he does follow are in the NFL, 
are, you know, media outlets that talk about sports because he's a sports fan. So to just Mm -hmm. unfollow the Bears and the NFL, it's a little weird. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yeah, and you don't think that you're going to like catch strays from other outlets. Like you said, he follows Bleacher yeah. Report, which I'm sure they're going to post something you know, here and there. But I get it. I have never been in those shoes, so I don't know. But then part two of this conversation. Buckle up, ladies and gentlemen, because there is a lot to digest. First, by saying just because you're not following a girl on Instagram doesn't mean you're messing, doesn't mean you're not messing with her. And then they went on to say, in fact, those are the girls that we mess with even more. So if you're a girl (laughs) that Justin Fields follows on Instagram, you're like, oh, no, I thought I was the one. Now I have to worry about all these other phantom girls that I can't even track. This seems sketchy to me and it feels like he's definitely playing the field as to say (laughs) what did you make of this it's it's weird because justin fields has a girlfriend he has a girlfriend and he follows his girlfriend on instagram oh no he says that in the thing they're like i think her name is um uh what's her name carm car uh gianna oh no carm carmona i don't know as of the he, internet, like, I think they're still dating. He says it in there, but then Justin says, well, I follow her. So if I'm her, now I'm like, oh, okay, so we're dating. You follow me. Who are these other girls that you're messing with that you aren't following? Because clearly you know something here. Like, you you guys have a secret world where you're messing with these girls who you aren't following. You don't want to post them. A lot of athletes don't post their significant others. They keep their page strictly um, football stuff. I just went to uh, Economia St. Brown's Instagram to see if he had posted any girls. He is just all sports. Fine, if that's what you want to do. Uh, but don't have a girlfriend and then say this and call out your teammate. Like, what, Justin? We just made, created an entire mess that was so unnecessary. And now you look kind of like a little bit of a sleazebag. Ugh. Because if she had any any doubts about him, because here's the thing. He is a high-profile professional athlete. There's got to be times when she feels insecure at times, even if she's super hot. It does not matter. Just because when you have that level of success, you probably get women like throwing at you all the time. So now that she's putting that in the back of her mind, like she's got to be miserable. Like, I don't know the relationship and hopefully, you know, everything's all good. It's just when a guy has that dog in him, kind of like he is referring to, it feels like it never goes away. And maybe this is just me being old, but I don't know. I feel like this type no. of like next level sleaziness, not not even sleaziness, but like secretness. It's the same thing as when people are on Snapchat. I'm like, mm, married yeah. people don't need to be on Snapchat. Do you get no. what I'm saying? It just feels like yeah. a, a social media apparatus that is not meant for any good. Athletes already get the reputation of kind of being these scummy, like girls all the time, different cities, the year cheaters. Not every athlete is like that. There are a ton of really, really good people out there that play professional sports Mm -hmm. that don't do anything like this and are faithful to their significant others. And that's, that's wonderful. You would hope that. 
Justin Fields is just kind of putting himself on blast as someone who might not be that way. And he has a girlfriend. So what are we doing, Justin? I did just request her uh, to follow her on Instagram. She's private. So we're going to see if she'll accept. And then we uh, will take a peek into what their relationship looks like on the surface. Because really, social media tells us the entire story, right? About how perfect everyone's relationship is. That's a bit of sarcasm right there. Um, but yeah, this is not a good look for Justin and only is just hurting himself with all of this. Oh, I just I just looked up uh, his girlfriend, Gianna Carmona. It says she is a TikTok star. Um, yeah, but I don't know about that. Star, star. But she's got 7,000 followers and she has her profile <clears throat> private. I don't think you can be a... a star when you're private on it on these social media apps right i mean i'm no star I she's got more followers than i do but that's just you know how i think it would work i don't know uh that's not like my level of expertise i'll say she's really <laughs> hot but like you know that's not she a is. huge shock but we'll see we'll see if they make it uh we'll see <laughs> if they can survive uh what has progressed over the last few days uh let's look at the odds for justin fields and his next city where maybe he'll be taking his girlfriend with him i don't know uh <laughs> hopefully i'm rooting for him you know like i don't want to be you know on the negative side but looking like no, the atlanta falcons him. are the favorites to land justin fields next season they are minus 125 to be justin fields next team next up we have the steelers at plus 175 patriots 12 to 1 broncos 14 to 1 commanders 14 to one as well so let's take the thermostat or the thermometer on your feelings towards justin fields as a quarterback because we have discussed his doings as you know maybe a significant other but everybody seems to have a hot take on justin fields and you're in chicago what's your mm -hmm. feeling on justin fields do you think he is worth um trading for to be the face of a franchise or somebody's starting quarterback i certainly do i think a lot of teams should be interested in Justin Fields. The The temperature here in Chicago, uh, at least the people in my circle, it kind of feels like we just want to win. So if Justin can can do that for us, if we're able to bring in more pieces through the draft and, and with the salary cap that we have, the money, then great. I'm all for that. But if Caleb Williams presents the best chance for the Bears to win going forward, then we should absolutely draft Caleb Williams. And I think you know, depending on how interviews go at the combine um, it, this upcoming week, like that's going to tell Ryan Poles general manager quite a bit. I think it would be really hard for Ryan Poles. If he gets a good feel for Caleb Williams to not draft him because if Williams goes somewhere else and ends up being the next Patrick Mahomes, I'm not sure Poles is getting another uh, a GM job to pass up a talent like that. He was the director of college scouting, I believe. Ryan Poles was in Kansas City when they drafted Mahomes that year. So he has a good eye for quarterbacks. So I, I trust whatever move he decides to make. In terms of where Justin Fields should go, I think Atlanta would be a good fit. They have the shortest odds. So it's, I mean, that's looking like it could be a spot he's from atlanta um the falcons have kind of made it clear that they're moving on from desmond ritter they have a new uh offensive coordinator they're kind of wanting a fresh start and fields would have you know kyle pitts drake london Bijan robinson a ton of other weapons on offense that he could lean on so he's not having to do uh at all so i think falcons could be a spot and the bears should if they're going to move on from fields 
certainly trade him and try and get at least some stuff back for him. Yeah, I definitely agree. I'm excited to see what he does in a new environment because we Mm -hmm. have seen flashes from Justin Fields. It's just to be a successful quarterback in the NFL, it has to be more than just flashes. You know, you have to be really consistent. Like that's what the, that's what, you know, divides the good quarterbacks from like the great quarterbacks is the great quarterbacks have an entire game of flashes, you know, and they're not making the mistakes because sometimes Justin Fields can hang on to the ball for quite some time. Like we know he can scramble, (laughs) but you also have to be able to know when to get it uh, away and just throw it away. So we'll see if a change of scenery truly provides some spark for Justin Fields, because we know he certainly does have top end talent. I'm not so sure on Caleb Williams. Like the talent is certainly there, but there's been a couple of red flags. Like this segment, we've talked about a lot of red flags uh, with dating (laughs) and with men, but Caleb Williams, some of the instances over the past, you know, college football season where it felt like it was all about him and his draft stock as opposed to the team that rubbed me the wrong way. And plus like he didn't have a great season uh, to end the year. And I feel like if you're going to draft somebody number one, overall, overall, you need to have no questions. Do you have any questions about Caleb Williams or do you think he's a for sure thing? I have some questions in terms of him playing in Chicago, like in in the weather, in the in the Midwest. He's been a West Coast mm-hmm. quarterback his whole life. His one game at Notre Dame where it was I, I, it was cold, it might have been rainy, maybe a little snowy. It was raining. For what, like four yep. picks in that game? So there are good. some concerns, yeah, in that aspect of can he be a Midwest outdoor quarterback? Because it snows here, it's freezing here a lot of the times. That would be something that I'd want some answers to prior to drafting him. Um, And then, yeah, your concerns are valid, Chelsea. I think uh, the interview process over these next couple of weeks are going to tell the Bears a lot that they need to know about Williams. Yeah, and the NFL draft process is certainly a process. I'm sure they will do their due diligence. Uh, Up next here on The Daily Tip, we will talk college hoops top 25 matchups coming your way next. The Daily Tip will be right back on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Welcome back to the Daily Tip on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. And welcome back. Uh, hour two rolls on here at the Daily Tip. I'm Chelsea Messenger, Kate Constable, in for Jenks today. In a couple minutes, we'll get to the top 25 matchups in college hoops. Only two of them, but one big one out west for what could be uh, a deciding game in the Pac-12 between Washington State and Arizona. Kate, during the break, I was like trying to put some of my makeup on and get done before the break was over. But then I thought to myself, well... The girls on TikTok do it all the time where they tell entire stories about their lives while they're putting on makeup. And I was just thinking, this is genius because how much time do we spend a day like putting on makeup? Maybe we should start doing the show as like an entire get ready with me video and be just like handicapping games and just be like, you know what? You know, the Cleveland Cavs have been one of the hottest teams in the NBA right now. (laughs) And, you know, this is shade rose red. Did you ever think about that? It would save some time. 
I have never thought about that. Um, I do watch Get Ready With Me videos all the time. I don't know why. I I mean, I've fed them, which probably is because I've watched one or two. And so now they're on my timeline all the time. I've never thought about doing them because I don't, like, I'm not good at makeup. So, like, I couldn't tell you what shade of things I have or, like, what brush. I just buy the cheapest brush at the store. Like, oh, this is the F-150 from blah, 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 blah. Like, I have no F-150. idea. F-150. That thing got a hemi? <laughs> But um, it would save a ton of time. I, I love that mm-hmm. idea, Chelsea. We might have to start doing that. And that could be like a new crossover thing on TikTok. Sports, get ready with me. We handicap as we do it. I kind of, I might be in on that idea, Chelsea. Might have to steal that from you. Yeah, it's not even about the makeup. It's just the time saving, you know? Because yes. like I'm doing it already. It's just like, here's the other thing. I'm 36. I don't necessarily want people to see me without makeup because it's like 22 year olds. They're like, yeah, here's me without makeup. So ugly. I'm like, shut up. Uh, Wait till you have wrinkles and you have like raccoon eyes from being old and and having to wake up at at 345. With hardly any sleep. And um, I look a little bit different when I roll out of bed than I do right now. I used to think I was one of those girls that looked kind of the same, you know, with makeup and without like so natural everything. No, 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 no. Um, makeup does me wonders, especially this early in the morning. Yeah, and I've got a kid that I'm like chasing around too. So like it's a different situation. And also I feel like some of the names of like lipstick is weirdly sexual. And that would feel weird. <laughs> like doing a gambling show where they're like, and this is devil's kiss. Like what is, can you not just say red? Like why does it need to be devil's kiss? Like what happened to red? It's just not a thing with lipstick. Oh, I have rose envy. Ooh. Ooh, that rose is just yeah. just so jealous. Envy. Ooh, probably envy. of the, the side pieces that Justin Fields is following. Maybe Aquanimi is same oh, brown. No. Oh, oh no. That's her new shade. Rose envy. Red envy. <laughs> God. She's gonna turn that into a marketing deal. If she was smart, because yeah. that's what everything on social media is. Is people turning like whatever is known about them into a paid sponsorship. Uh, Maybe I need to start doing that. Maybe we can make like shades of lipstick that are like, you know, covering the number and like bad beat. Green Envy. You could do, you know, team names. Green lipstick is a choice. That, yeah, I didn't really think that one through. We but yeah, bold, maybe we're on to something. Yeah. Bold red envy. Um, yeah, how about Boilermaker envy? Uh, I don't know what Ugh. color that would be. Maybe it's a gold. I don't know. That doesn't sound sexy at all. Boilermaker in general is just, I, no, I don't know. It's not very not. sensual. Uh, but the Boilermakers of Purdue are hosting Wreckers tonight and are 15 and a half point favorites. A big num- number here. And a total sitting at 139 and a half. A pretty low total, but Rutgers, one of the better defensive teams in the country. I was shocked to see this. According to Kim Pom, the second best defensive efficiency of any team in the nation. Didn't know that about Rutgers. So when they're getting that many points, I know you kind of are leaning towards Purdue here. Uh, What's the case for Purdue? It's a big number, so that has to go into it. But Mm -hmm. what do you think betters need to know before betting on this game? Uh, the case for Purdue here is 
even though Rutgers is really good on the defensive end, I don't think that they can slow down Zach Eady, especially when it comes to following him and sending him to the free throw line. I mean, Purdue shot 25 free throws to Rutgers 13 in that first meeting. And Rutgers, I mean, Rutgers only lost that game by eight. So that was very impressive. I'm just not sure that they can do that again, especially with Purdue coming off of a loss this season. And their two mm-hmm. losses they've had, Prior to losing to Ohio State um, last week, they came out the next night, the next game rather, and beat Iowa by, by 19. After they lost to Nebraska, they came out and beat Penn State by 17. Uh, Ken Palm has this at 17. Haslametrics has this at 18. So when I see 15 and a half on the board, um, and both of those sites have this number higher, I think Purdue can get to the free throw line. Rutgers had 22, no, 15 offensive boards last time. I don't think that's going to happen, especially when you have the size of Zach Eady. That like that should never happen against Purdue. So I think the Boilermakers are going to fix some of those issues, and uh, I like them to cover the spread. Ooh, it's a big number, though. Like I get what you're saying, yeah. and that's probably why the number is where it is. I think the biggest question mark is, can Rutgers keep up offensively speaking? Because yes, their defense is good, mm-hmm. but when you look at some of their offensive numbers, Buzz, Bad. your girlfriend, woof, uh, 356th <laughs> in effective field goal percentage. This offense is not good. So when you look across the way at Purdue, the number two offense in the country, I think it's kind of a mismatch. So maybe I'm not on Rutgers, but I still cannot stomach like that big of a number. Uh, let's go on to the Pac-12. We've got Washington State, number 21. Cougs heading to uh, the number four Wildcats of Arizona. Arizona, 12-point favorites at home. Total of 150 and a half. Now, this is the second matchup of these two teams uh, so far this season. Washington State took the first meeting at Washington State. So a little bit of revenge on the line for Arizona and a big matchup in the Pac-12 uh, where Washington State, I believe, Uh, A game back from Arizona. They've got a pretty easy schedule for the rest of the way. This is the big one, though, and it's not going to be easy against this really prolific offense. But we've got a lot of points here. So, Kate, which way are you leaning? I'm leaning towards Washington State to cover this one. I mean, they already have one win against Arizona this year. Yes, that was at home, and Arizona has been extremely vulnerable on the road, so you kind of have to take that into account. Uh, But 12-and-a-half seems like uh, too big of a number for teams that are separated by half a game in the Pac-12 standings. I mean, if Washington State wins this game, um, it gives them the number one seed heading into the tournament on the head-to-head because they would have two wins over Arizona. This is also like Mm -hmm. a a Washington State team that – I think should be in the tournament, but they started Pac-12 play kind of slow, lost a couple games. So right now they're a little bit of like a bubble watch team. A win here would certainly strengthen their resume uh, and help them get into the tournament. And Washington State also won in Tucson last year. So it's not like they're they're going to be intimidated coming into Arizona uh, and trying to get the win there. So I think there's a lot of paths to victory for Washington State. So if you're giving me 12 and a half, I will certainly be taking the points uh, with the Cougs on the road. Yeah, I think this is too close of a matchup to uh, give that many points. So I will take the points as well, because if you look at Washington State, 
I get it. They're a West Coast team. You probably haven't watched too many of their games if yeah. you're not staying up late and if you're up at this hour listening to this show. Uh, but Washington State comes in with a top 52 offense and defense, a pretty well-rounded squad, uh, defensively a little bit better, ranking 28th in adjusted defensive efficiency. But there's a lot of green uh, when it comes to the four factors, uh, according to Ken Palm. So the numbers are good. Clearly, they match up well against Arizona. So I'll take the double-digit points. Hopefully it's not a trap, and if it is, I'm falling in because I'm not laying 12 and a half. I'm just not doing it. All right, on the bubble watch, since we only have two top 25 matchups today, uh, we've got SMU and Florida Atlantic. Uh, FAU laying six and a half, total 153 and a half, and looking at Gonzaga and Portland out west again. The Bulldogs laying 21 and a half. Uh, I feel like immediately it's a no for me. Anytime the number's that big, I'm just like, ah, there's other games on the board. Total of 160 and a half. Kate, do either of these games interest you? So the only case I could make for Gonzaga to cover this 21 and a half uh, is that they're not going to take their foot off the gas if they get up big. Uh, and clearly, based on this number, they should get up big because the Zags have had a weaker schedule this season um than they have in previous years so they're 20 and 6 but, but that record isn't all that impressive when it comes to tournament standings or tournament seating because it, they haven't played uh very good teams um gave up 96 points to the zags portland did earlier this year 96 64 loss when these two teams met i think gonzaga can uh, likely cover this number. I don't necessarily want to lay it, but I might look, Chelsea, at like a first half line because I think the Bulldogs mm -hmm. will get off to a good start. They'll get up big at half. Like laying the full game number just concerns me a little for a backdoor cover if they take their foot off the gas late in the game. You know, crazier things have happened, but maybe a first half line is is how I'll play this one. Do you ever play first halves like other than this? Because I get it when the spread is really massive but i don't think i've played any first half bets this year and there's been some numbers i've felt a little uncomfortable with like sitting around like the eight and a half to like nine and a half line that's when i start to get like a little nervous but i do feel like it is a different bet because even mm -hmm. if you're like a 10 point favorite sometimes you know the shots just aren't falling in the first half and that's why i like don't love first half bets just because you know if your shots aren't falling you know, but you've got the whole game to iron it out. Are right. you somebody that plays first half bets a lot? I play more first half and first quarter bets in the NBA than I do in college, just because I feel mm -hmm. like I can trust those players, those teams, what I know about them a little bit more. There's more um, vulnerability and variables in college basketball that it's hard to trust teams, but the Zags have been a team in the past that I bet on in the first half. They're fairly good in those spots. And Portland's defense is awful. 358th in effective field goal defense, 356th in three-point defense. That's some of the worst in the league. So, Zags tonight Ooh. for me. I think that's some of the worst in the country. I don't know how many teams there are in college hoops, but I don't think it's more than 400. So, it's no, not great no. numbers. No. Hour three. Let's talk some baseball. Early look at your MVPs in the American and the National Leagues after the break on the Daily Tip. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.